Hi, it's your pal Steamed Hams. Join me every week on the Unforgettable Luncheon as we discuss topics in the nerd world like gaming, comics, cartoons, and whatever else may cross my mind. You can find me on the socials as SteamedHams81 on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram, and YouTube. You can also find me as the Unforgettable Luncheon on Facebook. And check out Steamed Hams Merchatorium, the link to which will be in the description of this podcast. The Unforgettable Luncheon, nerd comedy at its okayest. Back in the 90s, PC gaming was really starting to take off. With point-and-click adventures like Maniac Mansion and Zack McCracken and the Alien Mindbenders and Space Quest. Two early first-person shooters like Wolfenstein 3D, Doom, and Doom 2. But you know what really took off? Flight simulators. One of the most popular was a series called Wing Commander, a 1990 space flight simulator that spawned a great series of games and a mediocre movie, among other things. Today, we're talking about Wing Commander, Top Gun in Space, on the Unforgettable Luncheon. Hi, it's your pal Steamed Hams. I hope you're ready for an Unforgettable Luncheon. Before we begin... I'd like to take a moment to thank everyone who contributed to my Extra Life fundraiser earlier this month. I raised a total of $265 for Ann and Robert H. Lurie Children's Hospital in Chicago. I didn't get to donate? Hey, you still can through December 31st. Link will be in the description if you are interested. If not, do please share. Maybe somebody else is able to donate when you financially may not be able to right now. Thank you in advance, and thank you to all who donated. Wing Commander was a 1990 space flight simulator created by Chris Roberts and released by Origin Systems. The game tells the story of a nameless pilot, given the name Christopher Maverick Blair in Wing Commander 3. He joins the Terran Confederation Navy, or CONFED, to fight in a war with the Kilrathi, a race of bipedal cat-like aliens who fight to enslave humanity. Well, I mean, who doesn't want to enslave humanity in these games and movies, huh? You know, but we're going to talk about the mainline games, along with the 1999 film starring Freddie Prinze Jr. and Matthew Lillard. See, I'm going to skip the expansions, spin-offs, and the eh, meh animated series that lasted a whole season. Now, let's get to talking about Wing Commander. Wing Commander was released in 1990. Again, as I said, created by Chris Roberts and released by Origin Systems, now part of our pals at EA. You know, the guys who are always trying to outdo Bethesda in microtransactions. You play an unnamed pilot assigned to the TCS Tiger's Claw, a carrier fighting in an intergalactic war against the Kilrathi, a cat-like race who want to subjugate Earth. In the first two games, you name your pilot, give him his call sign, and, you know... It was your thing. You know, that made it interesting. Sure. Now, one fun thing about this game was you had missions that, how do I put this, branched out, per se. All right? You could still finish a mission even though you fucked up an objective in the mission as long as you survived. 
okay? But failing a mission makes the game sub- subsequently harder, okay? You keep piloting shitty ships. You don't get promoted. You don't get to fly cooler stuff. You could lose a wingman to permadeath. You know, maybe they might eject in a mission. Maybe not. They survive. You get them for another mission. If not, well, you're screwed the rest of the campaign. Also, you become too badly damaged. Instead of dying, you can eject and live another day. Now, that unfortunately is the way to get the bad ending in about 15 minutes. You start a mission, you launch right off the ship, and you're like, yeah, yeah, pull the cord, eject, fail the mission automatically. Now, this had many endings, and as I said, it branched out. So you could be losing missions. You could be just failing failing left and right. But all of a sudden, you start picking the game up, and you start winning, winning uh, the war. You could go back that way and still win the war for humanity. Or you could be doing so great, and then you have that one bad mission that kind of blows your confidence. And next thing you know, you're losing, and all of a sudden, humanity's losing too. And we're screwed. So it was pretty cool. Like, I kind of figured that out on the um, PC version that, oh, I eject. I can get to the end of the game. Not realizing that's the bad ending. Oops. Yeah, so it meant I actually had to play the game to win. Yep, no cheating for me. No. Mm-mm. No. Now, your character was actually internally at origin called blue hair because of the way the shading made his hair look blue instead of the black it was. Okay. And you had a cool little simulator that you practice on in the little lounge and you met some of your fellow pilots like Paladin and Spirit and Boss Man and Maniac. Only a few of those would survive throughout the entire series. Now, there were expansions to this called the secret missions i'm not going to go into those now the canon ending was the good ending because why the hell would they make the canon ending the bad ending what is this the second in the series was this the empire strikes back so wing commander 2 vengeance of the kilrathi was released in 1991 it was no longer open-ended like its predecessor okay it had a more structured storyline your, your wingman could eject and survive the mission if too badly damaged. And you only had deaths, really, that were pre-scripted. So you didn't have to worry too much about losing your guy? I mean, where's the fun in that? So it takes place about ten years after the first wing commander. Uh, your character is banished to a backwater outpost for a supposed cowardice. He was out on patrol when a new supposedly stealthy Kilrathi uh, ship came and basically destroyed the Tiger's Claw. You come back, you kind of fight with it, and of course your flight recorder gets damaged. So they're like, well, you have no evidence of this stealth ship that blew up the, the Tiger's Claw. Who's to say you didn't run away and not fight? And so... You get banished to this little backwater thing, and all of a sudden, you're seeing these ships again. And the Admiral who banished you to this little backwater post decides, you know what? Yeah, he's he's a skilled fighter. We're going to bring him back on. So you, they bring him onto a new ship because, well, Tiger's Claw, Tiger Claw has been destroyed. And you meet a, a set of new pilots, um, none of which really make it out there. But, you know, you got your returning ones like... Paladin and Spirit 
and Maniac. And, of course, you know, you fight, you win, all the good stuff. You even have a new uh, wingman option, a Kilrathi defector who is uh, call-signed Hobbs. He looks like a tiger, and his name is Hobbs. How were they thinking any child of the 80s and 90s was not going to figure out that it's a goddamn Calvin and Hobbes reference? You know, has he got a wingman that's an impetuous little boy? Oh, wait, it's probably Maniac. Never mind. But, of course, you know, we fight, we win. On to Wing Commander 3. Okay, Wing Commander 3, Heart of the Tiger, was released in 1994. And uh, it was released for PCs, the 3DO, and PlayStation. Now, I actually played it on the play. I saw a little bit of it on the PC. A friend's brother had it, but I didn't play it on the PC. I actually played it on the PlayStation when my cousin came to stay with us for a week over the summer. He brought his PlayStation. I think we ended up going to the video store and renting some PlayStation games. Like, ooh, Wing Commander. Uh, was it? it was Wing Commander 3, I believe it was. And we're like, holy crap. So, of course, we rent this game, and we had a ton of fun with it. And basically, it's the waning days of the Kilrathi Human War. Okay? And it was a full-motion video game. It was like an interactive movie, which was a huge deal at the time. Okay? It actually literally had the slogan in advertising, Don't watch the game, play the movie. Yet a who's who of great stars, too. Your character was now named Colonel Christopher Maverick Blair. Gee, Top Gun reference. Hmm. He was played by Mark Hamill, who, honestly, if you don't know who the hell Mark Hamill is, let me know. I'll come and smack you upside the fucking head. Goddamn, doesn't Skywalker, what the hell? And you had John Reese davies who you might remember as Gimli from... Okay, look, if you don't know who Gimli is, we're not friends anymore. All right? And that counts as two. Of course, you also had, uh, he played Brigadier James Paladin Taggart. So, yes, he's one of the characters returning from the previous two games. You had Tom Wilson, who you might remember from such films as Back to the Future. Back to the Future 2 and Back to the Future 3. As Todd, Maniac Marshall, who is now a major somehow. And that was funny because I remember playing, it was the third or fourth game. I was playing on my PlayStation. My mom walks into my room, sees him, and she's like, isn't that Biff? And I'm like, that's Biff. He's a space pilot now, and he's not fucking with the McFlies, which is good. You also had Malcolm McDowell as Admiral Tolwyn, who you might remember from A Clockwork Orange and Class of 1999. Honestly, if you've never seen Class of 1999... It's pretty good for, like, a late 80s, like, terrible sci-fi. It's not a bad sci-fi film, but it's it's not good either. It's about cyborg teachers who run amok and start murdering students. Yeah. It's, as, it's exactly as it sounds. Now, what's cool was you had, like, again, these full-motion cutscenes. And you made choices in conversations that would affect gameplay somehow. Like, you had two romantic interests. You had a fellow pilot who went by the call sign of Flint. And you had your ordnance tech, who was played by a porn star. I shit you not. 
Now, you had a choice. You could go after one and spurn the other. And if you go after the uh, pilot, then the ordinance text is, screw you, you're picking your own ordinance instead of me giving you a sweet, sweet setup for every mission. If you went with the ordinance tech, the pilot decides, "Eh, I'm going to run off and do my own thing and then come back later, but I'm not going to fly with you anymore because you're an asshole. If you pick neither, then you get the bad effect for both. So, damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know what I mean? And there's something like you get depressed because you chase after the pilot and something happens. Or you get later on. It turns out that Hobbs is a sleeper agent for the Kilrathi. So you try to you can choose to chase after him or and fight him and blow him up or leave him for later. And you get depressed. You get shit faced. And all of a sudden, oh my god. We get an alarm. I have to go fly, but I am drunk as fuck. So, of course, you can't even fly straight. The controls don't really work because you are loaded. I don't even think that'd be DUI. That'd be more like PUI, piloting under the influence. So, okay, now we're going to get into the actual game. You're in the waning days of the human Kilrathi war. And, of course, you are fighting the Kilrathi. Lots of cool cutscenes. Lots of awesome space combat. I mean, it is truly upgraded from the first two games. It is badass. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to go into too much. Granted, this game is well over 30 years old. So, really, the, the time for spoiler alerts has passed. Okay. So, you develop this new super weapon. It's a big old carrier that's more or less a giant destructo beam. So... Death Star, because why not go with a Star Wars reference with a Mark Hamill movie? Um, and of course, it somehow gets found out and destroyed by the Gilrathi. And we're like, but how? And it turns out Hobbs has been a bad guy all along. And he's like, he leaves notes saying, sorry, bro, but you know, when they called you this cool name, the Heart of the Tiger, which was a sign of respect, it was really triggering a thing in my brain saying, Hey, time to fuck up the human stuff. And so later on, you find out from Paladin that a secret weapon was being developed called the Tembler Bomb, which basically messes with a planet's tectonic plates and kind of shakes it apart. And they found out that the Kilrathi homeworld is basically one giant-ass bunch of tectonic plates that are all loosely connected and always earthquaking. So they're like, hey... Let's go there, drop this bomb, and blow their world up, which they do. Now, if you decide that you're going to let Hobbs run off, you have to fight him again in this final battle. If not, it's just you and this Kilrathi prince who, once you destroy him, everybody's like, oh, we're good, and you win the game, and we live happily ever after. Or do we? No, of course not. Because Wing Commander 4, that was released in 1996, okay, called The Price of Freedom. It was released on PCs and PlayStation. Uh, now, we changed it up a little bit further. We're not fighting the Kilrathi anymore. Um, you know, 
Confed is living in peace with the Kilrathis, and they're trying to kind of help them rebuild their society after their home planet was destroyed. Problem is, Kilrathis are having a bit of trouble because their stuff was usually built on honor, pride, and hunting. And since they're not running around killing people anymore, you know, they're having a bit of trouble adjusting. You know, war is a thing of the past. Everybody's starting to live in peace. But something's going on. Someone's attacking planets in the Union of Border Worlds, trying to spark a new war between them and Confed. Okay, and they're using these really crazy weapons that it's like this just these mysterious attackers in these sleek black ships. They drop this thing that attaches onto a ship. And the crazy thing is, this probably could actually work, and I hope to God this weapon isn't really in development. It superheats the air in the atmosphere of a ship, basically just burning everything in alive and just leaving an empty shell of a ship. That's it. That is fucked up. That is wholly fucked up. Okay? And of course, you know, Colonel Blair, he's like, well, we're going to go on this mission, you know, with Admiral Tolwyn to kind of fight the border worlds and defend. And a bunch of your pals, like your old captain and maniac and a few others, they defect to the border worlds. And you're like, what the hell, dude? You got to follow them. And you're like, what the hell, guys? And they're like, come on and join us. We need all the help we can get. And you have a choice of, hey, I'm going to go with them. Or, eh, no, we're not going to. And you get a whole new bunch of pilots that you're going to fly with for like a few missions. And then Maniac comes and says, come on, dude. No, come on. No, come on. I'll be your friend. You're already my friend. I'll be more your friend. And then you join up with them and the story continues. And then you start finding this really cool conspiracy about warmongers within Confed's upper echelon. Who just, they're bored, so they want to start a war. Because, why not? They're in the military. They want to do something. I mean, shit, I was in the military during a war, and what did I do? I just partied and got shit-faced most of the time. Let's not lie. Okay? Now, again, you can make choices throughout in conversations and choices in combat that affect the game later to the point where you find out there is this conspiracy headed by Admiral Tolan. He had a secret, like, little cadre of guys called Black Lance who were using these weapons, who were trying to spark. Problem was, of course, with Admiral Tolan, they went rogue. So... You eventually do confront Admiral Tolwyn at a big meeting, like a big congressional meeting, where they're going to vote on war. And you have to make choices as to whether say to say, hey, he's got this thing or this thing. He's got secret unmarked ships. He's got bioweapons that they were dropping on border world uh, planets where it was killing people. It was kind of like uh, a callback to Siphon Filter, almost. Even though Siphon Filter came out like three years after this game. Um, where it was a programmable virus where, like, you throw it in a room with ten people and seven of them die because they have this very specific genetic uh, marker. Whereas the other people are like, the hell, they all dropped dead and we're here. I must be immune. Kind of were, dude. So, of course, you know, how you confront Admiral Tolwyn decides whether you get called in for treason or he gets called in for treason. Okay, and of course, it, you, you you get the good ending. Admiral Tolan gets arrested. He's going to be executed. And he's like, 
nah, bro, I'm good. And he unalives himself in his prison cell. So there you go. That is the end of the mainline games. There were spinoffs such as Privateer and Wing Commander Arena. There was even a eh, TV series called Wing Commander Academy, which I never really watched because my Saturdays were usually kind of busy when I was in high school. So I didn't watch Saturday morning cartoons much anymore. And I heard they had some decent ones, like there was a Mortal Kombat cartoon, which, again, why are we making cartoons out of things that shouldn't be made cartoons of? Yeah, we're not going into that. Now, the games were fun and all, but you know what this franchise didn't need? A movie. Yes, Wing Commander was released in 1999, starring Freddie Prinze Jr. and Matthew Lillard as Blair and Maniac, respectively. And it did absolutely shitty at the box office. I think it only earned like $11 million. So, oops. I think I like what I saw it in the theater because I was like all excited. My dad's like, oh, we'll go see it. And I'm like, eh. I watched like once more when I was in the Navy. It happened to be on like the movie system we had. So I'm like, I'll try this again. And I'm like, eh, well, and what's best? You got Freddie Prince Jr. and you got Matthew Lillard. So basically it's Fred and Shaggy from Scooby-Doo in space fighting cat aliens. I can just see a. I could just see a, 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 a scene now. Zoid Scoop, I got a bogey on my six. Rut row raggy, ramen raging. They got Fred trying to set a fucking trap for them, and then they want to unmask him, and they just pull the skin off entirely and realize, oh shit, these are really cat aliens, not a not a, a real estate developer in disguise trying to sell a space amusement park so he can build condos. Space condos. I mean, it followed almost no plot to the game. Like, yes, there was the human kill rod war, but there was, oh, a navigation system was stolen, so now they can find Earth. I mean, throw a dart at a, at a galactic map, you'll find Earth eventually. You know? And they had this whole subplot about humans called pilgrims who had this innate ability to just navigate space by instinct. I think that was called your dad on a road trip. You know, and it's like the, the ships look nothing like the games. I they I, I think a couple of ships looked like flying miniguns. Why? Why would you make a minigun in a biplane in space? Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a heartache. Tell me why. I don't know the rest of the song. You know, come on guys. Do better. You had the money. You had the guy who created the damn game directing it. Why Why would he not have say and be like, it should look like this. And they're like, no, we don't have the money for that. That's probably what actually happened. You know, 17-year-old me was all excited, and I was just like, aww. So, yeah. Sometimes something shouldn't have movies made of them. Now, the Wing Commander series was a great set of games that, to this day, I feel hold up, okay? I truly enjoy them, and I would love to get my hands on the series again to be able to play, be on my laptop. Hell, I'd love to play it on my Xbox and be like, 
dude, look at this. Like, even a remaster would be fun, you know? But I still want the old school PC version. That would be freaking awesome. You know, if you can find it, which might be an internet archive, we don't know. Give it a shot. Well, that's it for another unforgettable luncheon. I hope a good time was had by all. You can find me on TikTok, X, also known as Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, as SteamedHams81. You can also find me on Twitch as SteamedHams81, which I'm going to start streaming more, thank God, because I am starting to have more time. You can also find me on Facebook as The Unforgettable Luncheon. And don't forget to check out my merch store, Steamed Hams Merchatorium. And don't forget about Extra Life. We are still accepting donations until December 31st. Links to all are in the description of this episode. I'm your host, Steamed Hams. Join me next time when the topic will be something nerdy.